So, you know, don't let anybody tell you that uh, you can't manage a property, especially an Airbnb, vacation, vacation rental, whatever you want to call it, from far away, because that's not true. That's just absolutely not true. I've got five of them, man. I'm managing five of these things remotely with a day job. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. We are back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. <laughs> We're working on that intro, man. <laughs> Just uh, our fans out there. Yeah. Hey, Y'all heard that um, laugh. That, that, we have a guest today, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got another guest. We got uh, Mr. Luke Carl. Yeah, give it up for Luke. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> been, been told you you, you want to be, go by Luke instead of Lucas. Either way, man. You know, it depends on if I'm signing checks or what I'm doing. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the most interesting thing about your name is uh, your name's Lucas Carl. Are you a fan of the show Luke Cage on Netflix? You know, I don't know anything about that show other than um, somebody who's asked me that exact same question before. I figured because your name's <laughs> Lucas Carl. His name's Carl Lucas. I figured you guys All right. <laughs> We're on episode 35, by the way, for those yeah. of you keeping track of Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about Airbnb life, uh, share economy, VRBO, all that fun stuff, you know? And real estate, yeah, we tackle real estate too. We all met on Bigger Pockets, so yeah, huge Bigger Pockets fans. So ready to roll, man. Let's How you roll. been, Micah? I've been good. You? Ah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <So> tired <laughs> as hell, man. You know what they don't tell you on the Airbnb brochure is that it's a, it's actually work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, Lucas, how how long have you been an Airbnb host? I've been in the. Uh, game for just over a year so i'm pretty new really okay yeah i've only been in about not even a year yet so it's good I'd, you're already moving i started mid-october of this year so we're all we're all kind of newbies yeah this year mid-october and i've already had plenty of ups and downs in that short period of time <laughs> <laughs> all right so what what kind of places do you host like do you do like uh private rooms entire places what you got um, so I'll, go, I'll just go back a little bit even further than that. Um, okay. Wifey and I moved here. We weren't even married yet, but we met in New York City, uh, 2000-something. And, um... <laughs> Good thing she's we, not in the room. Yeah. She's, uh, well, she's the brains of the operation. We'll talk about that later. But we moved to uh, Nashville about five years ago, and Nashville as I'm sure you guys know, uh, is completely just absolutely on fire. And when we first moved here, uh, coming from New York City where, you know, a 600-square-foot apartment is a million (laughs) dollars, real estate was not an option. Right. Um, At the time, I'm a a rock and roller. I've always been a rock and roller. And um, in New York City, I was in the bar business. I had a rock and roll bar, so um, sweet. You know, I'm, I'm, my father's a Vietnam vet and a male retired mailman. My mom is a hairdresser. You know, I come from some pretty humble roots, and um, real estate just never even crossed my mind, even just to buy a house to live in. And then, 
met my future wife. We quickly moved to Nashville. She's from the South originally. As a matter of fact, I know you guys are both from Texas. She went to UT in Austin. Oh, oh okay. She got her undergrad at, at UT and played soccer for UT and actually has a uh, Big 12 championship ring for the University of Texas. She's Dang. a stud. Oh, shout out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she uh, she wanted to move closer to family. She's from Mississippi. So we moved, We ended up, I was, you know, we kind of was like, okay, we want to go to a rock and roll town or a music town, but somewhere big enough, but somewhere small enough. So it, it kind of came back down to Austin or Nashville and, she says, I've already done Austin. Let's go to Nashville. So we came to Nashville, like I said, about five years ago and just kind of looked around and just like, oh, my God. You know, they, like just real estate is just absolutely on fire here. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, people that you just would never expect to be talking about real estate, like these long-haired dudes in bands and uh, country <laughs> music got just everybody. And, like, you know, I work for my day job. I work in rock and roll radio, so that's kind of the life I've you know, I'm surrounded by that constantly. So it's like, like people you would never expect to be talking about owning a home are literally coming up to me and talking to me about the fact that they just bought a home or the fact that they just bought a rental home. And I'm just like, what is going on here? So we ended up, um, make a long story long, we bought our first house, <laughs> which I'm in right now. I'm in my office in, in the house, that my first house I ever bought, which we live in. We still own it. Um, when did y'all buy that? We bought it in... 12 okay so yes. five years ago four years ago so that, that was like a hundred thousand uh, dollars ago what's that <laughs> that was about a hundred thousand dollars ago <laughs> something like that yeah. <laughs> depreciation is uh, crazy man oh yeah oh, appreciation yeah yeah well crap yeah I'll, 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 i don't mind throwing numbers out there but um anyway so shortly after we bought this house we said you know what we've got to get another house to rent out and we didn't even know what that meant um but we said we got to do it, and we set ourselves a budget. And at the time, about four or five years ago, we were kind of looking at East Nashville, which is like the hip kind of area, like the, you know, like the arty, art, art, artist kind of area. The Black where, Keys, baby. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and, and what's his name moved down here, too? Um, Jack uh, Black. The White Stripes guy. Yep. Jack Black. Uh, Jack, oh, Jack uh, White. White. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jack Black's the actor. Yeah. One of those guys. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, very hip area. Anyway, so we said, let's let's save up. We didn't know anything about anything, right? So we're like, okay, let's do the quick Google searches. Okay, investment properties, 20% down. So we said, let's save for $100,000, and so 20% down and see what we can do. And um, we literally lived on $30 a day each for, oh, for 10 months, and that was our goal. And we hit it. We hit the, the twenty grand just by being, you know, living well below our means and being, you know, smart about our money. Right. And um, actually, it might have ended up being. Don't don't quote me on the amount of months. It could have been. It could have been fourteen. I don't know. I don't remember the period of time. But uh, so we hit it, and then guess what? We go out looking for houses, and you can't find anything for a hundred. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, things had just gone so high. So we ended up finding one. It was just right place at the right time. We had this real estate agent that was a friend of a friend, and um, he called us one day, and he was, we were at lunch, actually, around the corner. And he said, there's, a, there's one just went on the market. You want to go look at it? And he gave me the address, and I put it in my phone. We were there in, like, two minutes. We looked at this house, and we were like, yeah, it's a little more than we can afford, but 
it seems to be priced a little low. So we went full price offer on this thing, and um, we got it. And next thing you know, uh, there's houses right around the corner that are selling basically the exact same house, same builder for like fifty grand more than we paid. You know, and wow. so anyway, that was our first rental house. We we rented out to. Uh, we've got great tenants in there. Um, love to talk about tenants a little bit more, uh, but uh, they're awesome. They're, the tenants are fantastic, and the house is doing great. And th- so that was our, our our first our first step into the rental thing. Let and, me ask you quick, uh, real quickly. Y'all didn't never consider um, doing house hacking to get to the second house. So we never heard of that. Um, at this point, we we hadn't heard of bigger pockets. We hadn't read any books about anything. Um, hadn't even gotten a risk that port ad yet at this point. We just literally saw what was going on in Nashville and said, okay, we should probably get in on this. Not knowing at the time that we were too late, basically, but um, it worked out on that first house. And that kind of led us to the second house. It's like, all right, we, we, we made it work. Um, what are we going to do next? And that's what, what led us to Airbnb because – cannot we could we could not find anything in our house in our area so we said okay how do we manage a house with tenants in it from far away and our first gut instinct was like well let's try this vacation rental thing and and uh, but to answer your question we didn't even know what house hacking was right right yeah i didn't i didn't um, know either until bigger pockets had, I, had we known i did it on accident we, tried that out. we still don't have kids you know we're we're kind of on the young. She she's thirty. I'm thirty seven. So we could have totally house hacked at least once or once or twice. Right. We just didn't know what it was, you know. Yeah. So you, you, the house the how the what was it? You bought a you bought your investment house, right? Was your second house, right? How, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How big was that house? That's a three. It's a three three actually. It's a three two and a half. Okay. Nice. Uh, Pretty decent size. It's um, a sixteen hundred square feet. Wow! It's basically the same size as the house we live in. Mm-hmm. And did you guys immediately start Airbnb in that, or uh, this one? This one we long term rental right out of the gate. Okay, you did a long term. Yeah, it's 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 not in Nashville. It's in what I guess you would call a suburb of Nashville. Um. But Nashville, you, Airbnb and Nashville don't get along. We didn't even know that at the time. Oh. It's just not something we, we, we didn't think about. It didn't cross our minds. We just wanted to get a rental property and put somebody in there long term just to kind of, you know, save for retirement kind of thing. And um, looking back on it, Airbnb, it's a good thing we didn't go down that road because it's very difficult in Nashville. Wow. So, oh, I'm sorry. I cut, I cut Micah off. So, so why, okay, why the hell Nashville of all places? Why did that experience this huge boom? You know, you know, not being from here, it's difficult for me to answer that question. And we we kind of moved here when the boom was already going. It's it's, it's definitely exponentially crazier than it was when we did move here. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's just kind of the perfect storm. You've got a ton of industry. You got a ton of industry moving in all the time. You got Bridgestone building skyscrapers all the time, and you've got Nissan, the headquarters of Nissan here. You've got an NFL team. You've got a, a hockey team. Yeah. 
Exactly. We went. We were in the Stanley Cup last year. So it's like it's, yeah. it's a big city, but it's not too big. You know, we don't have we don't have an NBA or NFL or, or baseball. So it's, we're kind of like just under a million. And, and when I say we, I'm not from here, so I'm just you know doing my best to to explain it from an outsider's perspective. But yeah, um, just the the amount of industry that's here, and you know, five years ago you could get a house for you know hundred grand. Right. With three bedrooms and a and a bathroom and and be just fine. Now now prices are through the five years ago these hundred thousand dollar houses are now three hundred easily. Jeez, uh, it's pretty similar to what 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 she went through down in Austin. Uh, in Austin, so I, I get a very similar vibe. Having not been in real estate when Austin went through its boom, and it seems to be still going through its boom. You know, yeah, Austin's expensive, overly expensive, crazy. So it's getting to be that way here, you know. So, like, uh, uh, for instance, if you buy uh, if you buy a house today in in Nashville or like an East Nashville area, you're looking at two fifty ish on the low end, and the house is probably only going to rent for like two thousand. So you're kind of losing money. Oh yeah, two fifty. And how big's the house? If like for two fifty, you know, I don't, I haven't been paying attention to this market in quite some time. But for two fifty, you're looking at probably nine hundred square feet. Wow, <laughs> two fifty here get you <laughs> two fifty here get you what three thousand square feet? Yeah, it'll get you. Yeah, a nice I'm coming size down house. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll get you three thousand. Every, everybody's feet. coming down here, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had seven hundred thousand people move to the DFW Metroplex this year. Shoot, so yeah. what, so so he doesn't Airbnb. Nashville's not. Friendly I do. For, I do. Oh, you do. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Well, then what was the? Yeah, said, well, that was that was the next question. Okay. Which one of your properties do you Airbnb? So that was a really long story to tell you kind of how I got started. So then eventually, uh, we said we want another house. What are we going to do? And then we we fell in love with the Smoky Mountains as soon as we moved here. They're mm-hmm. three about three hours east. And it is a vacation area, right? So Avery and I, my wife, we, we camped out there uh, several times, um, just, you know, mon- Memorial Day type stuff. And one day we were like, okay, it's time to start settling down and get another investment. So she goes, we were in the, I remember exactly where we were, we were in the, we were in my, cu- my, in my truck and she looked at me, she goes, you know, they got cabins out there in those mountains. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Now, I grew up in Nebraska, and we used to go to Wyoming every year, and my grandfather's uh, fishing buddy, they grew up together, they, they had, he had a cabin out there, so we would all go out there and go fishing, my grandfather's cabin, in the mountains. So I've always dreamed of going back to those mountains, and then actually one day I was on the phone with my grandmother, and she, I go, man, I would love to get a cabin out there in those mountains and see if there's some way I can make some money off of it, or, or just you know pay the rent, pay the mortgage at least. And she said to me, she goes, uh, why, are, why are you worried about the, the mountains in Wyoming? you got your own mountains right down the road. So the whole <laughs> thing just kind of clicked. And Avery and I, we started looking at cabins in the Smoky Mountains, specifically in, in, in an area called uh, what is Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. And so we looked for like six months, and we, found, we finally found one, and we bought it, and um, that became our first airbnb technically it's an airbnb i guess uh now to me there's a difference between a vacation rental and a quote-unquote airbnb me too 
Go ahead. Actually, go into that because a lot of people don't know that. Go into that. So Airbnb has just become this kind of name. It's the same as Uber type thing, you know. And you can Airbnb anything. You can Airbnb a hammock, you know. Yeah. Um, so to me, a, a vacation rental, and, and I don't want to talk badly about Airbnb because they do very, we, we do love we love it. Definitely our favorite platform. We use HomeAway. We use VRBO. We've used TripAdvisor. Waste of time. Personal, personal opinion. It is. Personal opinion. Go ahead. Uh, but, you know, Airbnb, when, when Airbnb is dead and gone, and whether it's Airbnb or let's, let's just say, let's just go so far as the internet is dead and gone, right? My cabins are still going to be standing there, and people are still going to want to stay in them when they're on vacation, when they're on their honeymoon, when they're on their anniversary. So, Airbnb and a vacation rental are two different things. Mm -hmm. You can Airbnb a closet in your house to some uh, exchange student that has no money. (laughs) That's a good idea. Great idea. I'm going to write that down. And people do that. People do it every day. They do it every day. I saw this guy. He's like, I saw an article the other day. I was the first person to Airbnb a hammock. (laughs) And his story was, it was awesome. I mean, his story was ridiculous. It was it was it was really awesome story, but I'm thinking to myself like, dude, that hammock is going to blow away in the wind someday. <laughs> and, and my Airbnb and my and my my cabins are still going to be standing there unless I neglect them. You know, there's always that. You can always have a, a terrible owner, a terrible owner on on these properties, and then yeah, they'll go away. But when Facebook's gone, when Twitter's gone, when Airbnb's gone, and there's some other new thing, and I don't, I'm not saying it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it, the only way you can get rid of my my cabins is to burn them down, and God forbid, you know, knock on wood. Um, but uh, so yeah, to me, there's a difference between a vacation rental and a quote unquote Airbnb. Now, if that did sound like somewhat of a knock on Airbnb, I, I'm going to go ahead and praise them right now. They're they're the best thing going, absolutely 100. percent Man, they smoke, they smoke. In my opinion, these are all opinions. I'm no expert of any kind. Uh, I'm not a licensed anything. But, uh, you know, VRBO has its ups and downs. Mostly it's downs. Airbnb has its ups and downs. Mostly it's ups. And, and, and that's just kind of where I sit on it. We get, we get about, we've got five. We've got five that we manage um, between the, my wife and I manage them together. So we kind of delegate things into, into different and we'll get into more management in a minute, but uh, let me wrap up this first story. So between the five of them, um, we, we're, we're sitting right at probably at least 75% Airbnb and then 25%-ish. This is, I'm just guessing, totally guessing. Um, VRBO, Airbnb, uh, VRBO, HomeAway. Now, with VRBO and HomeAway, I don't even know which one is doing better because they're to me they're the same company. It's the same app on my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether they're booking it through HomeAway or VRBO, I have no idea. I don't even care. <laughs> um, but, but between the two of those, it, I'll just guess, just throwing a random number out there, I'd say it's about 25% uh, VRBO, HomeAway. And then uh, we have tried other ones. You know, like I said, TripAdvisor and there's um, FlipKey. And they, they all just kind of prove to be completely worthless. Yeah. You so, okay. Um Cause I, I just start. Have you tried booking dot booking dot com? 
I have not personally tried it. Um, but, and, and maybe I should, uh, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm saying like 100% booked all the time. So yeah, to me, no it's point. like, yeah, what's the point, man? It's just another platform to, to annoy me. <laughs> another app, another app to be lighting up with with yeah. uh, messages all the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I will tell you, in my market, in the Smoky Mountain market, uh-huh. it seems to be that most hosts are getting more action from VRBO than they are Airbnb. It just happens for whatever reason with with Avery and I. Maybe it's because we're on the younger side. Maybe it's because we have iPhone. We're iPhone folks, you know. Yeah. We seem to get more act. We we get way more action from Airbnb, and and and, and when I first started, I, I tracked down a guru. This is a pretty decent story. So, we decided we want a cabin in the mountains, and um, so first thing I did, I went on Airbnb. I didn't even know what VRBO was, and but I'd used Airbnb before, you know. Um, so I went on Airbnb, and I, I just I typed in the area out there where we were kind of looking at cabins, and I found people who and, and at the time i didn't even realize this was happening it was all kind of happening simultaneously and this is a great piece of advice for anybody to start um i went on there and i and i said all right let me let me find out who who on here looks cool who's got the most reviews who's got a property that looks like something that i would want to own and let me send these people a message and this is the kind of dude i am man i get obsessive when i, when, when I decide i want something i just go all in and I ask stupid questions to everybody I can find. And, and if I can't get an answer, I go to the guy right next to him and I ask the same damn stupid question. You know, I just never stop. So I went on Airbnb. This was just my first idea, and it totally worked. Um, it was difficult, but it worked. So I went on Airbnb. I, I went to the, the area. We were looking at buying cabins, and I found, I found like, I would say like 50 people that I – I thought were worth sending a message to. And I literally just cut and pasted the same message to all of them. And I said, hey, wifey and I, I don't even know if we were married yet. Yeah, we probably were. Anyway, so wifey and I, getting, we're, we're looking at buying a cabin out there, you know, like a second home kind of thing, and, and we'd like to rent it out and see if we can, you know, cover the mortgage, basically. Um, you know, obviously we had goals of doing more than covering the mortgage, but in the very beginning, I don't know anything about anything. I'm scared to death. Like, at least if I can cover the mortgage, uh, I'll take it from there, you know. So of those 50 people that I messaged, I would say I literally got about eight of them to write back. And of those eight, I would say six of them were property managers disguised as real people. And, and the last two talked to me. And one of them ended up becoming a guru to me. You hear this, you hear this term, and, and we can go ahead and I'll bring up Bigger Pockets. That's why I found you guys. I, I'm a big, a Bigger Pockets uh, guy. I love it. I listen to podcasts every week. I'm on the forum all the time. I'm on the vacation forum all the time. Um, you know, it, it's just it's a wonderful way to, to educate yourself yeah. and also to uh, to <laughs> – there's some negatives about it too. We can get into that later, but um, so I found two people that would actually talk to me, and one of them ended up being my first quote quote unquote guru, and she was awesome. 
uh, June was her name, and she, I still talk to her to this day. She has two two cabins in our market, uh, same area, and um, she was kind enough to just kind of you know she wasn't always super quick to get back to me because I tend to ask a lot of questions, especially when I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, but but she was she was the only person that would like write me back at all out of these fifty. And looking back on it, I should have I should have sent another fifty the next week and another fifty the week after that. Yeah. You know, um, but it ended up working out that I found this woman, June. She lived in Memphis, so it was a similar vibe to us. We live in Nashville, so she was like twice as far as we were. Because mm-hmm. that was in the beginning one of our biggest concerns. Like, oh my, how how are we going to manage these things from from three and a half hours away? Is that going to be a problem? So right away she wiped that out. You know, she just made that sound like it was no big deal at all because she's doing it from twice as far. She's got two of them. And I'm like, well, she can do it. And she had a day job. And her husband had a day job. So, you know, don't let anybody tell you that uh, you can't manage a property, especially an Airbnb, vacation vacation rental, whatever you want to call it, from far away because that's not true. That's just absolutely not true. I've got five of them, man. I'm managing five of these things remotely with a day job. Hey, and I got no problems with it whatsoever. I can't wait to get my next one. Nice. Hey, since since you you said your yours are more vacation rentals, do you like have a heavy down season? So, um, wonderful question, uh, and and no. So our market, it's one of the beautiful things about our market. Number one, Tennessee, the property taxes are extremely low. Uh, our, our sales tax is high, and on a vacation rental, you, you do have to pay sales tax, so you got to keep that in mind. But our, our property tax is low, and our weather is fantastic. So it's a vacation area, right? It's no different than the Grand Canyon or, uh, or Yellowstone or the Rocky Mountains where you go skiing. The only thing, the only difference, the, the thing, our advantage, our advantage is that we've got 24, we've got, we've got 12 month weather. So let me give you my little speech on our market. So we're in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, right? We're on the Tennessee side of the Great Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And the two main towns are Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Pretty famous. Very, they're, they're very small, actually, for tourist towns. There's really only, I don't know, maybe Avery, my wife, would know the exact number. But I, I don't know. If I had to guess, I'd say somewhere around, I don't know, 10,000 people that live there. It's, it's a really small area. But we are the number one visited national park in the country times four. Uh, we get 12 million visitors a year to the, to the Great Smoky Mountains. Jeez. Number, number two in the country is the Grand Canyon at three million. Wow. So we get, we get four times as many as the number two uh, tourist attraction. Uh, national park. This is just, I'm only talking national parks here. I'm not talking like Disney World or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, owned by the government, sanctioned by the government, controlled by the government, national parks, Yellowstone, uh, Mount Rushmore. I don't even think that's a national park. But now I don't have my computer in front of me. I'm going to sound like an idiot. But anyway, um, and, and I'll tell you right now, the, the reason for that is because we don't get snow, man. You're coming to the mountains. You want to go hiking. You can do that in February where we are. Because you can drive your, your car all the way up. I mean, no, there are, there are exceptions. We are going to get snow, a, uh, maybe an inch uh, or a half an inch, like three times a year. And most of the time, that's gone by noon. 
so um, anyway, there are exceptions. You, you do need to uh, that, that that does come into play with management. We don't offer refunds for for weather. If you don't have four wheel drive, it's not my problem. You know, and obviously <laughs> I'm nicer to that to their faces. Like, but here's the thing, man. In my market. And I apologize if you can hear my phone buzzing because I'm getting Airbnb bookings while we're on the phone. But <laughs> Micah does that all the um, time to me, so you're good. <laughs> my favorite is when you get them in front of another Airbnb host, and they're like, "Oh wait, I know that buzz. Uh, I know yeah. that ring." They start twitching and get that, start scratching. <laughs> 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 so your Airbnbs are all of them cabins? Because you said you have five. They're right? all cabins. Yeah, they're nice. cabins. Um, and they're all on the smaller side. Uh, you know, in my market, uh, you, and I keep saying market, 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 but it, as bigger pockets will tell you, you have got to know your market. This is the most important thing, in my opinion, in my two, two years of real estate investing. Got to know your market, number one thing, period. So if, you, if you're in the Grand Tetons, I can't help you because I don't know what the hell's going on out there. Right. right. Um, I, I can I can help you with little things like what towels to buy, where to buy your towels, uh, what what deadbolt to get. Maybe I don't know. Maybe your market's using a different deadbolt than my market's using. So if the guy next to me has got a deadbolt that does X, Y, and Z, and my deadbolt is a is a got a key, you know, <laughs> that's not going to help me. Like if somebody comes to my cabin and I got and they got to get a key, <laughs> they're probably going to be pretty annoyed. You know, keys are so last so, year. Yeah, exactly, dude. And, <laughs> and another thing I will mention in my market, once again, my market. So almost every property in my in my Airbnb market, I should say, my vacation rental market, is managed by a property management company. Okay, I'm I'm talking literally. It's well into the ninety percent managed by a company. These people do not want to manage these things. So most of these things you got and we got about 5000 cabins in our market give or take. We had a we had a, tr- a terrible tragic fire right, uh, last year right after we got into it uh, 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 last November and we lost about 1500 cabins and, and eight people died. Oh no. Yeah, it was all, all over the news. It was actually a, a, it was the fire we had a drought. It was a terrible situation. We had a drought had not uh rained in like 4 months. And you got to realize all these all these properties have a well, right? So if you don't have rain, you can't take a shower eventually because all the, the water comes out of the ground. So, you know, this, the city's not just pumping water in, man. We're in the sticks. So it was, a, it was a situation. And then next thing you know, there's these two little kids. I think they were like 12 and 13 messing around out in the woods with a, a book of matches, set the forest on fire. And next thing you know, the whole town is like up in flames. 1,500 uh, properties, um, and, and I don't know the exact number. That's the, off the top of my head. It was 15, 1,500 properties were burned down, and, and eight people lost their lives. Jeez. So yeah, it was a terrible situation, and um, the, the city, the, 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 the neighborhood, the, the area did really well. You know, everybody got behind each other and, and, and chipped in, and, and Dolly Parton, she, she's born out there, so she's a big part of the area. She, she did a telethon thing and, and, and donated some, somewhere in the in the millions of dollars, um, but anyway, so we, we've got about five thousand cabins, give or take. After they all burned down, and, and, and Avery again, my wife would know that exact number. Um, 
how, how, but, big are, uh, how, how big are your cabins that you rent out? So, yeah, I think that was my point. You, sometimes you got to wrangle me in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> in the area, you can get cabins anywhere up to, you know, $2 million. Um, and, and my cabins, I like the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, um, I don't know if it's just that I would prefer to, to rent a smaller one myself uh, or what it is, but mine are anywhere from zero bedrooms to, I have one that's a two bedroom is the biggest one I've got. Okay. So you, go, little. you, you uh, only get studios to two bedrooms? Yes. I prefer the smaller ones. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got, okay. So tech, here's another thing about my market. So you can have, it's hard to explain it, it, because we're on a septic system. So the septic system kind of declares how many bedrooms you have more so than like doors and closets. Um, and, and let's say I've got, let's say I've got a one bedroom with a loft upstairs. I'm renting it as a two bedroom. Okay. See what I'm saying? Even though there's no doors, uh, on the loft upstairs, it, there's a bed up there. So on Airbnb, it's a two bedroom. I've got three of those, but on, technically if I were to go to sell them, you got to have a door and a closet sell them as to be a, a bedroom in the state of Tennessee. So you have to sell it as a one-bedroom, exactly. Yeah, same in Texas. So how, from, like, your small units to your big units, how much do you charge per night for each unit? I change prices every day. But um, the smaller ones, and I highly suggest that, especially to anybody brand new starting out, the more you're on there changing your prices – the better things are going to be. Now, um, and, and I'll answer your question in a second here. Sorry, I go on tangents. So, uh, the prop. Sometimes you're going to run into this problem. Like, let's say you you, you get a let's say you got a, a studio. It's a little honeymoon joint, right? Hold two people, might hold two people and, and a kid on a on a sleeper couch or whatever. Uh, let's just let's just say it's a honeymoon booking uh, 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 four nights with two people. Okay. And they book it at 99 bucks a night, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next day I go on there, and I notice I've got six nights empty in the, in the month, of June, uh, month of January. So I do, a, I do a little special, and I go, oh, 79 bucks, everything left in the month of January. And I'll put that in my headline, right, 79 bucks, January special. There is the rare occasion where the dude who just booked for $99 sees that headline because he went back to your booking. <laughs> and then he's like, wait a minute, I just paid $20 more a night. So that's something that, uh, this is just getting nitty gritty into the uh-huh. management side of things. <laughs> but if that does happen, I'm just like, well, you're more than welcome to cancel those nights that you have for 99 and book these other random nights for 79. Cause you're not going to want those nights anyway. Uh, yeah. The problem when you get in that situation is you're already creating a tense situation and that is probably going to lead you down a road of ass-kissing galore to get a good review because, as you guys know, the reviews are everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, sounds like Steve has a little review press story. I would love to hear your story. You're like, four oh. star. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Steve, because Steve wrote down some stuff. Go ahead. I, I, I did, I did, and I got, I've, I've got a couple four stars before. You know, like I just, I just started, and I, but my percentage was pretty high, eighty six percent. The last guest that left, oh man, I, I, and you know, I let it affect me. I said, I'm not going to let this affect me. It's a business, whatever. 
I don't know. These people were nitpicky as hell. The most nitpicky guests I had, and what frustrate. Okay, they they but they gave me a good review online, right? Oh, it was a great place, <laughs> great for musicians. You know, we enjoyed doing art there because my my place is kind of like, it's I call it art house Hearst. You, I got you know stuff people can make art with. They got art on the walls. They got music. They got guitars and stuff. And so, anyways, um. It's not a high, not a super high end place, but it's cool. It's got cool stuff. Uh, Micah's been there. It's a nice house, and um, it's not freaking Haverty's furniture and stuff. Anyways, um, I, yeah, it, it pisses me off when I talk about this story. Yeah, but go ahead, man. <laughs> so, so, oh man, you're so preaching they, to the choir. Yeah, yeah. I left them a good review. They left the house, you know, decent shape, whatever. You know, the previous guests. That's a different story. That was a whole. Yeah, they, they partied there pretty hard. Anyways, these guests, they left it in good shape. And um, I left them a great review. They left me a good review on online, you know, said everything was great, you know, good place, good location, blah, blah, blah. And then they left me a three-star review. And I was like, what? What? You know? <laughs> and so I read, and he was just nitpicking everything. He talked about water pressure. He talked about, you know, inside and the cupboards weren't as clean as they could be. I mean, just like, I mean, my wife cleans. And... um but like he was just nitpicking over like little small things, you know, mm-hmm. and he left a three star for that. I was like, what pisses me off the most is I got my my house price pretty low, you know. I think he he averaged like seventy eight bucks a night staying there, and this is a you know three bedroom, almost like a four bedroom house, and he's getting a great deal. So I think wow. I, I think guests should at least factor that into their review, right? Yeah, if I went to the Taj Mahal and and then it, there was you know little bitty things here and there, I'd leave a bad review. But I'm yeah. paying a thousand dollars a night. But if if I'm gonna stay at someone's place, I'm getting a great deal. I'm not gonna go and give them a damn three star review. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had I had a guest get lippy with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> got lippy with you? Yeah, yeah. I got a little lippy with oh, me. Oh, what so. happened? What happened? Let's hear Michael's story. Cause I, yeah, no, I just like, had to get that out, man. No, you so know. okay. Um, I gave. So this lady booked one of my timeshares that down in uh, I don't even know where she was at anymore. I got too much stuff going on. So she booked it, and like you know, Airbnb tells you if you book a room, you can't send other people. So comes to find out, she sent some other people. So my door guy, he calls me. He's like, "Hey man, uh, they sent some other people here. It's not the woman that's on your reservation." So I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, uh, she's not. I'm not letting her in. I'm not letting these people in." So she sends me a message on Airbnb. She's like, oh, um, the people that's there, that's that's my husband and my kids and these other people. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I tell my guy, I'm like, all right, they're good. Let them in. So he lets them in. And then, like, she asked about the Wi-Fi, which I had already given her the Wi-Fi passcode. And um, I told her, hey, sometimes the Wi-Fi is limited because I have other people there. And they might, it might go over, over, like, over the maximum number of users. And then she like sends me a message and she goes, "Yeah, there was your Wi-Fi had the maximum number of users, but thanks for the little gesture, but why don't you, why do you even send it out if you know that the, the people are it's going to be maxed out?" I'm like, "I told you in the <laughs> listing, but I was like, okay. I I didn't even respond to it. I was like, I'm just I'm just going to let it slide." So the high road. Yeah, yeah, I took the high road, man, and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll just leave for a one-star review because uh you sending other people to my See cuz when she asked me I was going to send her a screenshot of Airbnb's little policy that you can't send to other people. But I was like, ah, I'll take the high road. I did it twice with this lady. so Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they get a little lippy, man. I had a couple lippy guests. How about you, uh, Lucas? you have any lippy guests? Dude, I'll tell you, that's the worst, man. They call that a third-party booking. Uh, 
one yeah. time they booked for somebody else. But it's the worst when when you give them the benefit of the doubt and you give them a good review and then they just crush you on their review. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, because I totally wanted to give you two stars, but I was trying to be nice. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I wanted to give you two stars. You know, sometimes I'll feel bad, man. I'll go back and forth. And then, and then, and then I'll bounce stuff off the wife, off Avery, too. Like, if, if they really suck, you know, or, like, they just kind of take advantage of you. And you know who's the worst? You know who's the, the worst? Listen, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but Superhost are the worst guests. Are you serious? Ever. I, oh, man, I, the worst. I, I haven't. Actually, you know what? Go ahead, because I have a story behind that. Go ahead. Every time I get a super host, I'm telling you, they just rip us apart. They rip us apart. Oh, and not only that, man. but they're super nice to our face. Like, they constantly message and constantly text, which is fine. That's part of the business, man, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of it, I feel like a lot of it has these these, these folks. It's, it's almost like a social thing for them. Oh, I stayed in an Airbnb. You know, it's way cooler than a hotel. They want it. It's a social thing, and they want to make friends with their host, and that's cool, man. I'll be to- I'll totally be friends with you. You think my property's awesome? I think you're awesome. <laughs> and the next thing you know, these, but and I can see it going through their eyeballs too. They come in my house, and they're looking around. I can. I'm just telling you that they're. They're hosting their own house wherever it may be. I don't know, Cincinnati. I have no idea. And they come down to the mountains for the weekend with their friends, and they're looking around my house, and they're the only thing they can think. And I do this myself. I'm guilty of it. Uh, I handle it differently, though. They, but they look around the house, and they say, this is what I would do different. This is what I would do different. I would do this different, and this is what I would do different over here. And they just are never happy they just like scrutinize every little so tiny detail, and I've been, tell, I've been telling you that, that as they're walking through. No, I can oh. just hear it going through their eyeballs, their brain, oh. you know, like <laughs> over the over the text messages. I never meet these people. I, I live three hours away. Yeah. Um, you know, I do make friends with some of them. We get a lot of repeat customers, uh, uh, people coming back, and, and that's awesome. You know, we definitely treat them with a little extra. You know. Or if I know it's their anniversary or they're having their... We get a lot of honeymoons, so we'll, we'll give them a little gift basket or, or a bottle of champagne, stuff like that. But yeah, man, super host. Every time I see him coming, I'm just like, oh, man, this is going to be a pain in my butt. Now, if, <laughs> if they if they left you a four-star, would you let them come back again? Uh, okay, let me ask you this. Let me answer it like this. So one, one time... I think it was my first repeat customer. And he wasn't even coming back to the same property. He was coming back to a different property. But he remembered us as, as hosts, and he clicked on our profile. Because I think the one that he was stated the first time was already booked. And, um, man, I wish I could. I think his name was Tom. Uh, I know it starts with a T. This is how much. Dude, we, we've had a lot of bookings. But there's some that just you never forget, you know. Um, so this dude... I went back through uh, the reservations, and I found his original reservation, and I saw he gave me four stars the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? It, we, I was at dinner with, with Avery. The, Avery's the boss, right? She, she's, she's the queen of the mountain. And we'll, I'll, talk, I'll tell you more about her in a minute. But I was at dinner on a Saturday night with Avery, and I was I, for whatever reason, I just upset. And I was going through the reviews, <laughs> and I saw that this... I saw that this Tom gave me four stars like eight months earlier. 
I called his ass at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, hey, is this Tom? I don't even remember his name. Let's just call him Tom, right? I know it started with a T. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, is this Tom? And he goes, yeah, who's this? I'm like, it's Luke. You're staying in my cabin next week. And he goes, well, what can I do for you? And I'm like, well, I know she gave me four stars last time you were here. <laughs> he goes, I'm at a work dinner right now. Can we talk about this later? I'm like, yeah, I'd appreciate it if you call me tomorrow. Damn. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Because <laughs> I'm not putting up with it, dude. If you want to come back, listen, I put my heart and soul into my houses, like right. for real. Yeah. Yeah. Everything smells good. I've got the best towels. I've got... I've got I get the biggest TVs that'll. I'll go and measure the wall, and I will find the biggest TV that will fit on that wall within a quarter of an inch. Oh wow! I, I'll just you know we go over the top, man. We just make sure that everything is, and they're not high end. We're not we're not high end stuff. You know the purchase prices are pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're mo- they're modest houses, but we just we just make sure that we go over the top. You know we get we've got a coffee maker and a Keurig in all of them. Uh, we've got uh, uh, fancy sheets. We, get, you know, we just make sure that everything is nice, as nice as we can get. So, and did, uh, so, Tom texts me the next day, or sends me an every B message the next day, and he goes, "Hey, um, I'll read you loud and clear. I can tell you you care about your properties. I can guarantee it's going to be a five star review." Oh, that's so cool. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, all right, point taken. And you know what? <laughs> you know what else is the kicker? I got, uh, I, I sent him a message, and I go, "Do you remember? You know why you gave me?" four stars and he goes i think it's because you didn't have any silverware and i'm like yeah no that wasn't my house dude because this guy was an avid traveler oh he, he had like took... you know 50 reviews or something so oh he got gosh. me confused with somebody else's house oh, oh hey that's happened to me and and a girl she left me a bad uh not really a bad review there's like a four star and then she texts me she's like oh man i that, that i didn't mean to leave that on your on your uh airbnb she goes I, i've been staying at airbnbs the last week and yeah, that that happened to me before too. And I, I I didn't even waste time going to get it taken down. I was just like, ah, oh, it's four yeah. stars. Who cares? But now, can you they know, go back know, and change that? I think they could because no. she 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 no. typed it up in the well on the uh, what's it called the community center. I've heard people saying they've complained and they've got certain reviews taken down because it wasn't an authentic review. Oh, okay. I, I, it, yes, it's very you can do rare. that. They, they can't go back and change their reviews. But if they say something that will, and if and, and like if you catch her in that situation and you get it on the Airbnb Airbnb Messenger so they can look at it, and she's like, "Oh, that was some other house that I stayed at," they'll take it down for that reason for sure. Yeah, definitely. But they can't. The guests can't go back and change their review. It's just like you can't go change. Like if you if you give a five star and they give you a three, you can't go change yours to a, a two. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's our, it's it's set in stone. Dang. It's so, set in stone. Yeah, so uh back to your uh to your um to your your studio your cabins. So like what's the minimum you'll go? Is there like a minimum price you'll go on certain sizes? Yeah, so sixty nine is, is, is a bad idea on my on my little baby cabins. I've got two. Uh one that I own and one that uh, I'm I'm managing for a buddy, but uh well we're partners. And he's he's a he's a cool guy. He's been in the, in the vacation rental business since before Airbnb existed. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's got condos in Florida, and he's been doing it for like twelve years or nah, fifteen years. I don't know. He started like the year Airbnb got going, whenever that was. Um, 
So anyway, um, yes, I, I find that in my little baby cabin, 69 is kind of a, it's kind of a bad idea. Anywhere in the 70, 79 is kind of the lowest I can go without getting bad guests. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like people that are just going to trash it. They are staying one night. They're going to do, you know, drink or do drugs or something random and just kind of not respect it and end up leaving me a crappy review because they're never going to use Airbnb again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You know, because I've got, there's a hotel room right down the street for 100 bucks. So why are they staying in my entire house for 70 bucks? Because they're cheap and they're broke and they're probably going to trash it, you know. That's so, exactly. So, so yeah, I, do you, 70 is kind of my, my limit on the little baby ones. Okay. How big, the, how big are the little baby ones? Um, The littlest one is 600 square feet. 600 square feet. Real quick, because you're getting me wanting to buy a cabin over there in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> How much could I buy a 600-square-foot cabin for? So, you, this is another... You're going to have to get Avery, my wife, the queen of the mountains, on another podcast, because she... Somewhere along this journey... And I told you I was going to talk about her anyway, and I'll get to... When you ask me a question, I'll, 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 I'll go down like 16 rabbit holes before I answer it, obviously. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, she, she's, uh, she's the brains behind the operation. She came up with the idea to, to go to the mountain. She came up with the idea to get the rental in the first place. The whole thing was her idea. She's got an MBA. She's got her, uh, uh, bachelor's from university of Texas. She's got her MBA from Belmont. She's a genius. Wow. Um, she's awesome. Uh, and she's young and she's hot. Uh, she's total package. <laughs> so she had a big job at a marketing, uh, well, at a music company doing marketing. And um, she, after we got like our fourth house, I think, she said, I'm getting my real estate license. I don't want to do this day job crap anymore. Let's do this thing. And I'm like, hell yeah, why not? So yeah. now she she sells cabins full time. To and, and, and only two people that are going to self-manage. We'll tell you straight up, like if you're going to put it with one of these property management companies out there, you're losing money. They charge 40% of the gross. I need to get in 40, on that. Let's get a cabin, man. bro. It's absolutely out of control. <laughs> I mean, get in on being a property manager. Oh, property manager. <laughs> well, and, and remember what I told you a minute ago. Somewhere in the 90s percent of the owners in my market are using these property managers. Wow. It's out of control. And then when you toilet breaks, they send their guy and charge you Three hundred fifty dollars to fix a flapper that may or may not be broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're just scamming everybody. Yeah. Um, but so you know that's our thing. Like if you want to, if you want to self manage, you, you gotta, you, you know, you have to be able to to dedicate a little bit of time to it and care about your property. Right. We'll teach you everything. We, we teach. We do. We do everything, man. We. I've got handyman. I've got cleaning crews, and I've got multiples of everything. I got like six HVAC guys. I got wow. an HVAC guy that'll come at three in the morning. Uh, you know, I've got, we've got everything. Everything is, it's all about systems, man. With this, with, with vacation rentals, it's all about systems, especially when they're not in your, in your area. You know, we're three and a half hours down the road. Uh, it, I got somebody that says, oh, your HVAC went out. It's, it's, it's two o'clock in the morning and it's 42 degrees in this house. I have to get, I can't wait till the next day. Yeah. 
I got to have somebody that can go there right now, and I have to have somebody that I can trust that'll go there right now because these guys out there in the mountains, these are mountain people, man. These are mountain people, and <laughs> God bless them. I love them. But they're going to say, oh, you're a rich guy who lives in Arizona? Uh, it just costs you $700 for a $28 park. Oh, dang. Because what are you going to do? You've got yeah. no choice. Screwed. You're screwed. There's nothing you can do about it. You've got to get it done or you're going to – or that person's going to – Now, in, in the rich Arizona guy's case, he doesn't care about the bad review because they're not – these property managers aren't even using Airbnb. They're using, like, grandmascabin.com. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. That, That's why I'm crushing them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, we, we, yeah. I, I, I can't even get it out of my get it out of my mouth oh, anyway. fast enough. Yeah, yeah. I'll answer your question. So, a uh, 600 square foot, of, uh, a little baby cabin in this market. The market's high right now. I'm not gonna lie; it's it's super high uh, from where we started. Yeah. But um, if you're lucky, and you talk to Miss Avery, uh, the queen of the mountain, she she's she's got. You need to talk to her because when it comes to these little baby ones, it's it's similar to a <laughs> condo in Florida. <laughs> Wait. That's a, I mean, you're like doing the point. like the radio people. They always give us a tease, and we'll tell you the price right after this commercial. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you why this is the greatest pillow ever made. Uh, now, now you know what you know what. If you want to leave the price hanging there, I'm fine with it. Because listen, 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 just hear me out. Just hear me out. She can be our no, first. She can be our first real advertiser on the show and this is what we get out of this you know she we we'll, we'll put her company on blast y'all's company on blast and the, you already got people at the edge of their um car seat waiting oh what's the price what's the price well <laughs> if you want to know the price on the show notes there'll be a phone number directly to luke, to, Carl. luke and, and your yeah. wife's name is avery, uh, avery. yeah avery. they'll they'll hook you up they'll show you the whole ins and outs of this game you know and you're asking, well, right. what does well, what does LLT get out of this? Well, we get hooked up on a, on a good price in a cabin. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're damn right. Now, listen, listen. Now, that being said, <laughs> I'm sure all your listeners are smart enough to figure out Realtor.com. So uh, <laughs> you just blew but it. <laughs> here's here's what I'm trying to say. Let, uh, so when it comes to the the little baby ones, are harder to get into, and I'm going to tell you right now. Avery says this all the time. Oh, poor me. It's my job to sell people log cabins in the mountains because she's selling people something they want, man. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's not it's a piece of paradise. Now, that being said, a lot of them don't have the guts or they're like, oh, my, what is this Airbnb? I got to get an app on my phone. They don't get it. Right, right. So anyway, my point is if you want a cabin in the mountains, it's a lot easier to get into a 600 square foot one that is inexpensive than a three bedroom one that's going to be somewhere in the $350,000 area. So the li- my point is, the little baby ones have more competition. I see, I see. So That's why, yeah. you've got you've got a big giant pool of people who want to own a cabin in the mountains, trying to get these little baby ones because they're inexpensive. You've only got you know uh, maybe twenty five percent of that that's looking at a three bedroom because you got to you got to have much more cake to get into a, a bigger cabin. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, that being said, uh, again, to, to just uh, reiterate my point in a different way, the three-bedroom is not going to rent as much as the little 600-square-foot baby cabin. <laughs> wow. So that's even more competition. 
Wow. It's even more competition. Everybody wants the little baby ones. Unless you're unless you're like a doctor and you just want to take the family there for the holidays, you know, then you get the three, four bedroom and you rent it out like, I don't know, sixty percent occupancy and you don't care. Because you're you you know, you got dough, you don't even care about paying the rent and yeah. paying a mortgage. Yeah. But these little baby ones, you know, so I've got six people coming on my vacation with me. Uh, I need a I need a, a three bedroom or a four bedroom. Okay, that 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 circumstance happens. What I don't know. Twenty five percent of the time, ten percent of the time, small small percentage, right? There's always at least two people in your party, so there's going to be a two person party all the time, and then it goes up from there, and the percentages go down, bookings wise. So like if you if you go from two to four. Or two to uh, two to two to three with a kid, or, or two to four with two kids. Then you go to two couples. Then you go to two couples with one kid each. That's six six people. See what I'm saying? The more the bigger the party gets, the less percentage of bookings your house is going to get. So the smaller ones are easier to book, and they're easier to get into money wise. They're just not that many of them. There's there, there's a there's a feeding frenzy for the little one. So when a little one pops up, let's say it's a hundred, let's say you, let's say let's just say you get lucky, and something pops up on the MLS, and, and you've got a good real estate agent. That's what it's all about. This business is all about relationships. Uh, and, and this little baby cabin pops up for let's just say one forty, one forty five. You've got sixteen people making offers on this thing. Yeah, bidding it up. They're, they're, they're bidding it up, and, and you got, of those 16 people, I'm just making that number up, dude. Totally making numbers up, but, uh, you know, two or three of those guys probably have a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> so yeah. if you ain't got a suitcase full of cash, you know, <laughs> you either got to bid up $20,000 more than the guy that's got the suitcase full of cash, or you ain't getting it. And even at twenty grand, the guy might say, you know what, I'm, I'm still taking the cash. It's like playing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. So one but question. Anyway, so go ahead. You can get into a, a little baby cabin for in the in the one forty area. Okay. You rent it for a hundred bucks a night, uh, twenty five nights a a, a a month. That's twenty five hundred bucks without the cleaning fee. With the cleaning fee, you're looking somewhere around I don't know three thousand, thirty two hundred. If you really know what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> you, earlier you were talking about like when Airbnb fails or the internet fails. What precautions have you put forth just in case that does happen? And, like, what other methods are you using for advertising? See, that's, that's uh, man, you guys got good questions. So I can't prepare for that. The only, the only way I can prepare for that is to have a badass property that people are going to want to stay in no matter what the advertising uh, situation may be. And when Airbnb goes down or the Internet goes down, I mean, dude, there's been cabins in the, in the mountains since way before the internet existed, mm-hmm. people have been renting condos on the beach. They're not not necessarily condos, but people have been rent, renting properties on the beach for centuries. Mm-hmm. There have been vacation properties, vacation homes on the beach since the beach existed. Yeah, which is forever. You see what I'm saying? So, sixteenth. Uh, 1600s there was some hut on a beach somewhere that 
dude was like, hey, man, uh, I got to go walk 16 miles today to go find some coconuts. Uh, I'll let you borrow my hut on the beach. It's got a great view. You can hang out there with your cave woman for, uh, for two coconuts. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, there's always going to be a demand for a good property. So when the internet goes down, that's never going to happen. Let's be real. The internet's going to be around. <laughs> but, but if something weird happens, my, my properties are badass. They got good views. They're in a great area where there's a lot of tourist traffic. Uh, the, the local economy thrives on it. It's not like Nashville, dude. Nashville, you want to Airbnb something in Nashville? Good luck. You got to have a permit and you are not getting a permit. It's oh, just wow. not going to happen, man. You can't get a permit here. Wow. Uh, New York City, same thing. San Diego, same thing. And it's going to happen in more and more big cities. And and, and and I think it should. You know, if I've got an apartment building with, with 28 units and um, I find out that Joe Blow is renting out apartment 6C for two nights at a time to idiots that are coming to town to get drunk, <laughs> because he's not managing it properly. You know, and I'm not saying that, that every host is doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. You know, good, there's a lot of good hosts out there that won't allow that, yeah. which is awesome. But eventually, the dude that owns the building is going to get so many complaints from, from the guy in uh, 7B and 6 and, and, and C, you know, whatever, the, 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 the unit's right next door to this guy that's Airbnb and this shit, that he's going to say, okay, that's enough of that. And not to mention, um, you're supposed to be renting this from me. I'm, I'm supposed to be the one making money. And you're in here making money? Yeah. No, this is not going to fly. You know, and it happens all the time. And then, you know, back to the uh, sales tax thing. But now I'm just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at, um, Mike owns a condo, and he used to Airbnb it. And they actually, a lot of people Airbnb'd out of there because it was right by the Cowboys Stadium and all that. And um, they were uh, one of the guys was running an illegal prostitution ring out of his Airbnb. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. So we got, got everybody shut down. <laughs> so they shut the whole thing. You're, you're dealing with an HOA situation, though. Yeah. Exactly. So the HOA shut everybody down. <laughs> they shut you down too. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone who was doing Airbnb. So how do you rent it now? Corporate. Airbnb money with no work. <laughs> corporate oh, rental corporate rental what, what'd you say you put it with the front desk what i what you, you put your property with the with the front desk at the at the unit no 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 i just rent it out corporately i rent it i listed on like corporate housing sites and uh i get corporate renters in there they're willing to pay a high oh, amount no kidding. yeah they're willing to pay a high amount of money like double or triple the rent uh just for it being furnished yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, See, also, that, in my opinion, that's one of the things that Airbnb does wrong, man. They kind of promote that behavior. And it's, yeah. And correct me if you don't agree with me. I'm I'm totally cool with you. You know. Go ahead. Your opinion, but it's like, dude, you know, prostitution. And and then meanwhile, there, I'm getting messages on my app that say you should. Uh, I know you got hookers in there, but you should probably lower your prices. <laughs> on the hookers or on the property? Um... Airbnb wants you to lower your prices on everything. <laughs> lower the prices on the chicks 
and on the property. And ten minutes later, we're going to say, "Hey, your prices are still too high." <laughs> uh, Bambi, we're going to. And then have we're going to say, "Oh, you should probably lower your uh, your your uh, your booking." Uh, crap. I, I had a good your joke standard, going there, and then I blew stand- it. <laughs> so, so speaking of prices, your uh, uh, strict moderate. What do you call that? Um, uh, the moderate pri- moderate cancellation. Cancellation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That plays that plays a huge part in where you're ranked, man. I just realized that. Like you go up 153% if you have moderate cancellation. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. It's huge. Like I looked into that, I didn't know that. I it got goes, flexible, so I'm way at the top. You haven't turned that off yet? <laughs> no. Oh, you better might want to turn that off, man. You've got what now? I got flexible. Oh. Yeah, I don't use that. I've only had That's two cancellations though. What'd you say? Uh, moder- uh, flexible is the, is the lowest one? or The lowest, uh, yeah, yeah, where they get all their money back like 24 hours before. They, they can cancel 24 hours before. Yeah. But I've, I've had two cancellations, and one of them, they actually did it. At, um, it was less than a 24-hour window, so I, they, I got paid for the first day. And the other one, yeah, they did it before, like five days before, but I still got renters in there, you know, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked out good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I did that recently. They 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 shot me with this thing that said you'll get two hundred eighty seven percent more bookings if you switch it to moderate or switch it to flexible because I was on strict, and I switched it to moderate. I didn't get any more bookings, and then then the holidays rolled around, and next thing you know, I got all these cancellations because everybody's like, "Oh, um, turns out my family can't come for the holidays." <laughs> they're holding your place hostage. But, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're holding it hostage because those dates are blocked. Man, I can't get other people looking at it but it worked out fine because it was similar to you uh, you know i ended up getting them booked you know what sob stories oh i broke my arm i can't come Uh, you know oh yeah (laughs) and then they can get a full refund i like family emergency that's my favorite family emergency the family emergency is when i couldn't pay my credit card bill (laughs) (laughs) so when you were saying something earlier you said uh Super hosts are the worst guests. And the funny part is, I went through my notes because I was going to talk about this week that this week, and I have noticed they do. People are, that are hosts that stay at other people's Airbnbs, they think they're supposed to run your Airbnb like you run theirs. And like this lady, you know, Steve always says I always take the high road, but I I, I took the low road with this lady. <laughs> she um, so I, I purposely keep my um, I keep my weekends open, like if they're open, but. You have to stay two nights, but I have it so you can stay one night because you can stay one night if one of the weekend nights is gone. Like if Friday and Saturday available, you have to take the two, but if Saturday's all booked and Friday's available, you can stay Friday. Oh, nice. So this lady, she she tried to book just the Friday, but they were both available, and I said, hey, there's a two-night minimum stay on weekends, whatever. So she sends me back this little message being kind of arrogant, whatever. She goes, oh, thanks for letting me know. Um... You should just change your – no, no. She goes, I'm an Airbnb super host, and you should just change your policy because I know you can change it to two-night minimum stay on the weekends. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like – I, I, I already know this, right? So I ain't going to lie. I, 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 I typed the most, the most asshole response, and like mahogany, mahogany just busted up laughing at it. She was like, dang. I was like uh, – I was like – Hold on, let me actually just pull it yeah, up yeah, right wanna, wrote, tell you what I, I wrote. Hear yeah, pull it up. Scorched earth on this lady. Yeah, yeah, I, I scorched her. I, I just went all <laughs> out. I, I was like, let me, how do I 
say this in the most asshole way possible. Ah, I got too many messages coming in. But no, I pretty much okay. So pretty much, I just said, I said, oh, thank you. I didn't. Uh, thank you. I was like, you know, because I clicked on her list and she has one list. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I managed 350 listings, so I'll, I'll try to get that updated for you. Thank you. So I, was, I just kind of, I was a complete asshole. <laughs> I was a complete asshole. He just dropped the mic on her. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, my wife my was like, oh, I, I don't think she's going to respond to that. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be that way, but like you're right. Those people that are hosts, they're they're really when they go to other people's Airbnbs, they think that they're in charge or something. I don't know. Dude, we say that one in 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 our market. It was me, and my partner, and his wife, and my wife, and um, we we couldn't. Ours were all booked. I think we had like three at the time, and we were going out there last minute. So we found one. It ended up being on VRBO. And um, my buddy that owns the condos in, in Florida, you know, he's been doing this forever. And he booked it. And it was a nice place. It was like, it was it was built by the same guy that built one of mine. So, you know, I was I was very familiar with the, with the property, like, the, you know, the builder and, the, and where it was and the, and the view was beautiful. And, but you walked in this place and, like, you know, half the light bulbs are burned out. It smells like dog pee. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the stove didn't work. Mm. The grill didn't work. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But my point is, we didn't leave a bad review. You know, like, we just said, you know what, here you go, five stars, thanks for the stay. You know, we didn't get the detail. There's no point, man. Just let these people live their lives and go on about their business. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's true. But give them, a, you know, private feedback, right? Yeah, we, we call we called her. We called her. Okay. And uh, we said, you know, your stove doesn't work, your grill doesn't work. You might want to get somebody over here to look at this thing, but we're gonna we're still gonna give you a good review. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I still haven't stayed in the Airbnb yet. I still need to hop on that just to get <laughs> just the experience, do it, man. Because I can stay at his one of his in Smoky Mountains. Yeah, yeah. I need to go out there because I, I get a lot of people. Oh, that, dude, it's awesome. It I, is so. Awesome. We, we're out there. We're out there every chance we get. We love it so much. Yeah, we got to. I got to check that out. I want to. What, what excites me about it is the. Um, is, there's like whiskey tours over there. Well, uh, so you can do the the trail. That's in Kentucky now. So in where in our market, we've got moonshine. Oh, nice. Which they legalized four years ago, and. They've got these distilleries where you walk in. There, there's about six of them, and most of them are, like, right next door to each other. And you walk in, and they give you a wristband. You pay $5, and they give you 14 shots of moonshot. Oh, my God. 14 shots. Yeah, 14 shots. And then when if you if you buy a bottle, they give you your 5 bucks back, so it's, like, 20 bucks for a bottle, and so it's only 15 bucks. And then you go to the, the place next door, and you give them $5, and they give you 14 shots of moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing you know, you're, you're, seeing, you're, you're seeing triple. You know, you're like, oh, man, it, it just goes from And the mountains are right there, too, so it just, it, 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 it's pretty awesome. Shortest tour ever. You just- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, how do I get back to my Airbnb? 
<laughs> that's pretty cool, man. Um, so you see, so you uh, are you a whiskey fan though? Because that's it. I, mean, I think Tennessee, and I think whiskey for some reason. Yeah, absolutely, big time. And okay, and here's here's a here's a, a very important question: What the hell is the difference between whiskey and bourbon? So technically, legally, uh, do you know this answer? Are you really asking? I, I've heard it something before, but I, I I forgot. Okay, so technically, and this is coming from a guy who is right now in his house, about eight miles from the Kentucky border. So bourbon. Uh, and you can Google this, and, and your Google's going to give you a better answer than I am, but bourbon has to come from Bourbon County, Kentucky. There's a uh, county in Kentucky called Bourbon County. And if it's not... Now, there are exceptions. There, there's there's Tennessee bourbons and stuff like that, but if you go way back in, the, in time, as far as, as booze is concerned, technically, it's like scotch. has to come from Scotland, right? Right. Bourbon has to come from Bourbon County, Kentucky. Huh. I but, didn't know that. Yeah, but it's also a, a, a way to make whiskey. It has, it has a lot to do with the, the, the barrel. You heard of bourbon barrels, right? So the barrel is a different type of barrel than it would be for like a Canadian whiskey or a Tennessee whiskey. Like Jack Daniels is from Tennessee. It's from uh, Lynch, Lynchburg. No, Lynchburg is in Kentucky. Um, if Avery was here, she'd tell you. Um, where is that? Lynch. Anyway, about an hour and a half southeast of Nashville is where Jack Daniels is from, which is funny because it's a, it's a dry county. Um, <laughs> yeah. You go, you go to the tour of the, the Jack Daniels distillery, they'll give you a shot, but you leave there and, and you can't have – it's illegal to drink in the entire county. Wow! So if you if you buy if you get a, a bottle of Jack Daniels at the Jack Daniels distillery, you can't open it and drink it in that county. You'll get arrested. Really? What's the name of that town? Google that. Anyway, um, so yeah, Bourbon County. Now there are, you can get bourbons from other part of the other parts of the world these days because they adopted that Bourbon County way of making whiskey, but technically. If it doesn't come from Bourbon County, Kentucky, it's not a bourbon. Like uh, Jim Beam is technically a bourbon. Uh, Evan Williams, which is cheap, but it, it is a bourbon. Bullet, uh, that's that's a pretty good one. I, I suggest trying that one out. Um, Woodford Reserve, uh, Maker's Mark. No, yeah, Maker's Mark's bourbon, right? Right, right. I think. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's. Now, again, I'm no expert, but I do live 10 minutes from Kentucky. And uh, if it doesn't come from Bourbon County, Kentucky, it's not bourbon. So in order to go on those, um, what do they call the tours, the trail or whatever, that that's on the Kentucky side? That's on the Kentucky side, yes. Okay. So y'all are moonshine tours. We don't do tours. It's just uh, it's a distillery. You, just, you go in there, and then you go to the one next door. They don't, like, take you from place to place. you got to take yourself. It's... And, and and you don't go blind from drinking, <laughs> from drinking it. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I always heard that back uh, in the day. Drink moonshine, you go blind. You guys got the right dude, man. I tended bar for like fifteen years, so <laughs> uh, moonshine technically is is a corn 
uh, liquor that, that you literally make in your backyard, basically, with still, right? Yeah. So it's always been illegal because there was no way to regulate it. But, okay, so they, they, they made it legal in Sevier County, which is where, where my cabins are, uh, about four years ago, and but you have to still have, to have a permit. It's no different than, than making you know a, a name brand whiskey. Uh, but there's there's like these there's there's, there's two big ones. There's uh, Old Smoky and and, and Sugarland, and you just walk in there and you can see the stills literally right there behind the glass. You can smell it. it smells like corn, and well, it smells like booze corn and. Um, now, the, the stuff about going blind is like, they call that like white lightning stuff, right? So it's like literally nothing but corn hooch. It's like 100% alcohol, like 200 proof, right? God. That stuff's not legal. The the, the highest proof they have at the places in our market in, in, in Nashville or in, uh, in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, they do have them up to like 60%, which is like 120 proof. And those things, yeah, those will burn the nose hairs all out of your nose for sure. <laughs> um, and when you do the tasting, when you do the fourteen uh, shot tasting, they, there's only about two or three of those, depending on which depending on which uh, distillery you go to. There's only about two or maybe three of those real, real deal high liquor, high alcohol content uh, moonshines. And the, the the weird, the funny thing about it is, is when you go to do those tastings, whether you take your grandma there or what, they hit you with those three heavy duty ones first. Oh wow! So it's crazy. So you're like, oh, oh, what in the hell? I just literally just burned my nose on this. <laughs> and but then they get fruity. Then then they start turning into like more like a fireball kind of thing. With a lot of a lot of sugar in them. Yeah, yeah. They got like peach and maple bacon and. Uh, cinnamon and uh they got this the, the, my favorite one is peppermint but they just changed the name mint condition is, is my favorite <laughs> one. it used to be just peppermint now they changed it to mint condition i think that's a, a band or a group from the 80s or something mint condition? anyway that yeah, sounds like you're right yeah i think they i think they had a couple of songs in like the 80s but <laughs> i might be wrong but anyway <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. I like I like talking uh, whiskey and hooch and moonshine and all that stuff. Makes me want to take a shot right now. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, um, you've hooked up friends. Uh, like, you, so y'all manage how many? How many listings do y'all manage total? Other people's listings. Uh, so we've got five total that we that we manage on uh, Airbnb and VRBO. Okay, cool. And and that's. Those other uh, like friends of yours, or, or how did how did you uh, come across those people? So three of them we own together, my wife and I, and then um, two of them I own with a partner who um, he he's got a lot of properties in, and most of his properties are vacation rentals, um, and they're in Florida condos, and we just kind of met through the grapevine. Um, oh, it wasn't on bigger pockets, wasn't even on the internet. Um, that's right. That's right. He's a rock and roller. I think I met him through through like a rock and roll festival or something like that. I don't. Know. We, we here's what happened with that. It was it was a, kind of a funny story. This is why you should always just always talk about real estate. Yeah. I was just hanging out 
with a bunch of people that I've hung out with a million times. And for whatever reason, I started talking about deadbolts. <laughs> and this dude who I've hung out with like a million times, who I would never expect to own like $600,000 condos, was like, uh, yeah, I've got that I've got that same deadbolt. What are you talking about deadbolt? I'm like, well, why do you have that deadbolt? He's like, because I've got a condo in Florida that I rent out. Next thing you know, we're going into business together. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So just and bigger pockets will tell you that all the time. Just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and it's totally true. You know, the more you talk about it, and most people are going to look like look at you like you're crazy. Oh my God, you rent out a house with you. You're going to lose all your money, and you're like my parents. You know, you're, you're going to lose all your money, and your house is going to burn down. Uh, People just don't get it, but eventually, you know, you talk about it enough, you'll find the right folks, just like you guys. Yeah, that's true. And you know, it's funny, like, like you say that. Um, like I, I, I told a few people at my at my job what what I was doing. I, well, I told them I was moving. They're like, "Wow, you already, you know?" Because I, I have an original house in Arlington, and we moved to Hearst, which is like twenty minutes away. And then that we were there for a year, and then we moved back to Arlington, got another house. We do the house hacking thing, and um, my buddies are like wow, you're moving again? What for? Oh, I'm going to rent this one out, you know, like the first one, but I'm going to do Airbnb. And, and some of them, I've heard, I, I've used Airbnb, you know, some of them heard about it, others didn't know what it was. And then, um, and they started asking questions and I was like, I was telling them what, the, what it was, you know, you know, rent it out short term, people coming to town, whatever. You know, oh no, screw that, man. I don't want no one messing up my house. What, what if you rent it out and it's axe murder comes over or <laughs> starts saying all that crap, you know? But like, now it's like a lot of people at work. Hey man, you're do, you're the you're doing that Airbnb, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I heard. Well, we've heard you're killing it. You know, like, well, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. You know, he's like, and so they're just they're all in, they're getting interested. They're getting they're getting interested, and they're asking me, well, I, I think I want to buy a house and do Airbnb on it. Well, I was like, well, it's not that easy. You know, you gotta, you know, there's some there's a lot of things you gotta do, but I mean, it's a good idea. It's a way to make money. But and I and I tell them, this is what I tell them. I said. I would suggest, I mean, especially if there's like a single dude or whatever at my work, I said, just try renting out one room out of your house, Airbnb, and see how that works. See if you like it. And then you could like, you know, jump into getting you a, a house just for that purpose. And so, um, no, no, I don't want nobody in my house. I don't want nobody in my house. You know? But um, I think slowly but surely they're coming around to it. And they're seeing, I mean... They they asked me how I'm doing. I show them my phone. I said, "Look, making pretty good money." Wow, man! I want to do it. I want to do it. I just I, I suggest them do it, you know, or at least dip your toe in and, and rent a room or something or a futon or a hammock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a closet. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Absolutely. I, right now, I'm looking. I'm looking for more long term rentals. I, I love the va- I love vacation rentals. I love them. I love going staying in them. That's another thing I suggest. If you if you're gonna own vacation rentals, Airbnb. My, my, one of my best suggestions: go stay in it as much as you can, because when the guest starts yakking at you about oh this uh, shower, I can't get the faucet in the bathroom to work or whatever it is, you know, the more you stay in it, the more familiar you are with it, the the better you can answer all their questions and 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 really just kind of put out the fire, you know, like if they say oh I can't figure out how to put the uh, the the faucet in the shower to the to turn it up to take a shower it's only going on the bath if you haven't stayed there in six months you're probably not even gonna know exactly so uh stay there 
as much as you can. And but at the same time, like I said, you know, uh, it, it, when it comes to this stuff, it's totally cool to have them out of town. You know, every single one of Avery's clients uh, it does not live. Most of her clients have never even been to their cabin, oh, so wow. it can work. But if you want to, in my opinion, if you want to succeed, if you want to have nothing but five star reviews, you got to go there often, as much as possible. But to contradict myself, it's completely doable. From you know, she's got clients. She's got tons of clients from California, Florida, Texas, places where you know, like like Houston and Austin, Texas, where where, where you just priced out, man. You can't get anything. Can't make any money, or even Nashville. That's how we got into this. It wasn't because we wanted to do overnight rentals. It was because we could not get anything to rent out in our market, period. Yeah. So we said, all right, what's our next option? Well, well, let's go to the mountains. We love the mountains. Buy a house out there. Oh, out there we can rent it by the night, you know. And we we weren't even – it wasn't even like, oh, we would rather rent it out by the night. This is more like just this is how it works out there. And uh, so, you know, it's just – yeah, you know, we just love it. That's awesome, dude. That's what it's all about, man. Um, we're gonna, yeah, we've been going on for a little while, <laughs> but it's been great. We, we got a lot of good info from you, great info from you, and um, great advice pointers and all that stuff. And uh, we appreciate you so much coming on the show. And what, I, real quick, Mike, I, I, he looked like he was leaning into the mic a little bit. I'm gonna interject. I, I, I was, I was thinking. He's great. He's a great guest. It'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the future you can hop on, you know, BS with us in a couple of episodes in the future if you want. I would love that. I would love that. You should get my wife on because she's really the brains behind the operation. But uh, You're just the brawn? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe when the toilets are broken. <laughs> yeah, let's do but, that. Um, I, I've actually seen yeah, your absolutely. wife on and the forums. Books, I just didn't know you you know, when, it, when you said something earlier about getting uh, upset about about the three-star three, three star review, number one, in, in my opinion, and I will wrap this up, but you should be upset. You should be absolutely upset about a three-star review. It's totally exactly where you should be. If you're not upset about a three-star review, you're in the wrong business, man. Right, you know? right, right, right. It should ruin your week. It's, a three-star review should probably ruin your month. <sighs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was in the dumps, man. <laughs> But at the same time, you got to realize that t- take that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and say, okay, the fact that this is bothering me means that I care and I really, you know, I'm really doing the right thing for my business and, and I'm taking this thing the right way. Read a book called Traction. Uh, came out like, uh, I think it came out in 17, actually. Fantastic book. Totally helped me. Not that I'm trying to do my uh, my famous four here or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, read a book called Traction. It it really helped me. It, it's a it's a business book, but he's got a couple of chapters in there in this book. I can't remember the name of the guy that read it. I got I got a copy of it downstairs uh, that wrote it. But um, he's got a couple of chapters in there about how to not like take it too personally uh, when somebody tells you you're wrong, or you know, more importantly that uh, you can't make everybody happy. Hmm. And that's something that you really got to remember in this yeah. business. Because, you know, it's, it's weird. This business, you, you can get one dude, you can get 16 dudes in a row that say you have the most amazing property in the entire world. 
And then the next guy comes in there and he said, this thing is the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's true, man. It's true. That's freaking true. And it messes with your head, dude. It, it totally messes with your head. So Big time. But anyway. Um, well, cool, man. Where can folks find you and your wife? Bigger Pocket is probably the best way to go. Avery, she's a little easier to find. She's got Facebook. I'm, I don't do that social media stuff, but uh, uh, you can find me, Lucas Carl, on uh, Bigger Pockets. And I'm, I'm always on the. Not always. About twice a week, I hop on the um, short-term vacation rental forum on Bigger Pockets, and that's where I found you. Yeah, and, I always see you um, on there, man. Yeah, I try to I try to chime in as much as I can. Sometimes I'm a little too abrasive, but sometimes <laughs> there's uh, some people on there that are, are a little too amateur. <laughs> you and you and Paul Sandhu, huh? I love him, dude. Paul Sandhu's my favorite. <laughs> He's the funniest guy. I asked him to be on the podcast. He hasn't responded. He is hilarious. <laughs> he, he's got one joke. He's got one joke. And it is the best joke ever. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know what it is. He says, uh, he'll give like a 16-paragraph thing about this. And he's not even doing like what you and I are doing. He's, he's, he's renting out to uh, factory workers, you know, short term. Uh, it's a short-term rental. There's Airbnb, there's vacation rental. He's doing short-term rental, which is a whole other thing. So, but his thing is like, oh, this is what I do, this is what I do. And then at the very bottom, he goes, uh, yeah. And um, it's cool because I don't have to pay my cleaning lady, and I get to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> remember, the, remember the when I was telling you the joke about the guy who said uh, – he pretty much lets his workers have sex with the hookers in his property. Oh, it was him. Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, oh yeah? Gosh. <laughs> yeah, he, he I never said, heard that. Oh, man. Re- read his posts, man. They are hilarious. I'm like, this dude is crazy. That puts a new meaning on what you just said, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> He's funny, man. I'd like, to, I'd like to buy him a beer someday. <laughs> yeah, this dude's hilarious. Some moonshine. <laughs> well, yeah, man. But hey, yeah, thanks. Some moonshine, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. boys. But yeah, thanks for being time. on the show. My pleasure. Happy holidays. You should have wifey on uh, at some point. Avery, Queen of the Mountains. I'm telling you, she will blow your mind. Awesome. But, uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. We'll Absolutely. Get you you guys have a good, uh, a good, good holiday season. You All too. Right. You too, bro. All right. Thank you. All Later. Bye. Uh, All right, listeners. Lucas Carl, Carl or Luke yeah. Carl. You can Luke find Carl. him on Bigger Pockets. Yeah. And um, yeah, great episode, man. He just. Yeah, it's one of those where I can just ask a question and kick my feet back and just yeah. let him go. You he he, he kind of answers questions like Shaquille O'Neal, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Yes, but, hey, sir. we learned a lot. It was good having him on. Um, uh, you can catch find him on Bigger Pockets. You can find us at LiveLetThrive.com. Check out our Facebook page, which is Live Let Thrive. Email us, LiveLetThrive at gmail.com. Uh, call us four six nine three hundred ninety one hundred and Steve, what we got? What do we got? Oh, never mind. That's it. <laughs> he, just, he just threw it at me. I was like, "You said everything." <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, that was it. Um, yeah, man. Um, this is, we love doing the show, man. Leave us some reviews. Tell us how, how that you dig the show if you do. Oh, uh, what, what, what? Steve, you were just saying actually. He was saying we want more local hosts on. So, yes. um, if Arlington, you're a host, Texas, yeah, if you're Dallas, a, Fort Worth, yeah, if you're anywhere in that area, if you want to meet us, you can hit us up on our website, hit us up on social media. You can also join our Airbnb meetup. We have a lot of people come out, man. It's, What's it called? Arlington Airbnb? Yeah, 
the Arlington Airbnb meetup, man. Yeah, Check us out. Yeah, you can meet us celebrities in person, you know? Yeah, yeah. You want to meet us now? Meet us now before we're too big, you know? Before we, before we big time you. Yeah, we're big time it, man. You're going to hop out the limo with shades on. Get away from us. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, hit us All up. Right. Well, episode 35 out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.